Hello and thank you for coming back to join us for another episode of Come Together Sex Talks by Lalo. Hello you lovely lot. We're here for the quiz this week as we're joined by two amazing people on the drag scene. So without further ado, let's introduce them. Hi Tom. Hi, Hi Amor. Amru. Amru! <laughs> It's okay, Amor is cute, means love in French. Oh, thank you so much for joining us today. We just literally did the intro to the name just before we started recording. What's wrong with me? I can already feel in my gallbladder we're in for a good one today. (laughs) So, before we kick off, we would love for both of you to tell us a little bit more about how you describe yourself to our listeners. I'll go first, yeah, fuck him. Go on, Tom. um, I am a drag queen. Loves it. And an international glamour model. No, um, I am a drag queen. I sing a lot in drag and do comedy. But I guess you always want the comedy to have like a political edge or be saying something that isn't just like, lol, isn't that funny. So like, it's always to have a broader message. And the same with my writing. I wrote a book last year called Diary of a Drag Queen. And it was to kind of show, it was loads of sex, loads of poo, loads of like non-glamorous stuff. And to show that like, drag and queer life isn't always super glam sometimes it's like hard and sometimes it's scary and sometimes it's really fucking boring as well like you know paying taxes well tom and i actually started drag sort of together because we were in a drag troupe called denim which was we did at university so we've been doing it for about a decade wow um and did you wear denim actually not once (laughs) not a one time we always said didn't we but in a way that kind of became a little ironic yeah denim was it was about the fact that we're all made of the same fabric love Mm. love that isn't that quite cute different jeans one denim I like what you've done there so lame anyway yeah I'm a drag queen (laughs) as well my drag is really sort of about looking at sort of underrepresented images in the Middle East and dressing up as iconic Arab women who you would not usually see on any Western depictions of Middle Eastern culture. Try and, I'd say my drag is maybe sort of dangerously funny. Mm. It's constantly about, I'm doing a show called Quran to Queen, which starts next week where it's basically me having sex with Allah for about an hour and having love songs with God, him. God, does that, like, do you have negative response to it or is it not? I get negative responses online, but I'm sure, I think everyone gets negative responses online. Mm. Well, that online. is true. I mean, yeah, um, preach. I get sort of discomfort from the audience, but I, I do, I try and make it as funny as possible mm. so that even if you're uncomfortable, you're laughing. Right. So, I don't know, what would you say? Well, I would agree. I would, yeah, I say I, I, I like dangerously funny. Mm. So it's become a little bit of a tradition of mine and Liv's now that we start off a podcast with a little section. We call it Hot or Not. And it's just kind of, we'll list something and it's simple as well. The, <laughs> what, it does what it says on the team. Right. Group sex, Hot or Not. Hot. 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 Yeah, I'm hot. For me, not. No. One <laughs> dick is enough. One, I mean, it could be a, a nunny, but for me, one. <laughs> could you not do a, a dick and a nunny? I mean, maybe maybe in my single days I could have. Yeah. But now I'm an engaged woman, so it would be have to say not. Okay. Yeah, not you mean. What about you, Bob? Are you here for the group sex? or? <laughs> <laughs> I think, again, it's for me, obviously, being in a relationship now, it's probably it's not something that's on the cards. Voyeurism. Voyeurism. Is that like being watched? Being watched or watching. Yeah. Or watching. Uh-oh. So that's like when you was having sex in the villa on Love Island. Was that voyeurism? 
I guess, but I don't know if it really counts. Just the sheets moving for like thirty seconds. If I that. guess for some people it will be voyeur. Like some. Do you people think? Even like, though it's so PG. The thing is, I don't know because like I have a lot of sex in like saunas and sex parties, so mm. they're an inherently voyeuristic. Yeah. But God, that's not why making me feel like a. Prude, that's not why I go there. No, but I'm gay, and actually, it. there's limited. It's so hard to meet other gay people. Like. You know, like I ha- almost to have sex, it'd be like, okay, I can just go there for yeah. tonight as a okay, single yeah, gay person. Okay, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, saunas are all love island, honey. You know, what I mean? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm kidding, but like, yeah, no, I think voyeurism, I... voyeurism, hot. I mean, maybe it's a what's halfway between hot and not, like kind warm, of hot. warm. Well, it's Luke. Luke. It's Luke. It's yeah, Luke. It's Luke. It's Luke. It's Luke. Luke. Um, sexy and drag. I've done it once. And it was really funny. So yeah, I would say hot. And I would say, I know a lot of people who do it kind of only in drag and they Mm. like it. So yeah, I'd I'd go hot. Yeah, hot in terms of like the politics of it, I think are really fun playing gender roles. But in terms of it, the pragmatics of it for me, not, but not because of being in drag. It's more just like the wig really sweats. Then when they try and kiss you and stuff, you've got all this makeup and glitter and... That it's like having sex on the beach and sand getting in your okay, condom. Okay, so it's not. It's, it's like, uncomfortable. You're like you want to do it, and then it's like, Ugh. yeah, and like your so dick is sort of taped to your yeah, ass. Yeah, you the dick. So it's like, actually there's a lot of logistics to it. It's, it's not. It's just not convenient. What do you two think? Oh, I think I'm unqualified that. to answer. I think, although some of my looks over the years could be qualified as well, very bad drag. I'm sure. Like what you've touched upon, I know I'd very much be laid there thinking you've just messed up my contour my, <laughs> my wigs wrecked yeah and don't scratch the red off my heels yeah. so yes, uh, honey yes it is that we yes. love a red bottom <laughs> one for you bob deep throating <laughs> hot. hot i'm quite proud of my abilities there mm. but i find a hot more just like for for a kind of almost like a skill display. I'm like, oh, isn't that good, babe? Like, yeah. whenever I do, I just feel really you proud of myself. You like, wow, I can like really do that. It's like a circus trick. Yeah. When, like... I, yeah. when I was younger, I used <laughs> to, like, that. have no, like, proudly no gag reflex. And now I'm, like, getting older and a bit more, like, picky about, like, the dicks I'll have in my mouth. I'm less good at, less good at deep throats. So I'm thinking the dick, so it's like... Yeah, not even that. It's more just like, you know what? I've had it down there. I don't know. You know what? I'm going to go with, for me, not, in general. I feel like this one might <laughs> kind of touch on what we went on to, but public sex, is that similar to voyeurism or not? It's like if you have sex... In a public place. I just, Actually, don't, I, I just don't really do it. I got banged outside Tottenham Court Road tube, tube Station about 2am. How with did yeah, like, I, that's why I'm a bit late this morning, actually, yeah. I've got a red bottom, haven't I? <laughs> um, no, I, I, um, I'm into it. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm into, like... I also got cruised in Charing Cross Station the other day, and that was hot. Would you like to divulge a little bit more? Well, more, I was just, like, I went to do a wee in the urinal, and then, like, this guy next to me was, like, present... Like, I, I don't know what was happening, but basically, like, I think he was, like, presenting himself to me, and he was kind of hot, and I was, like... Mm, no, because I'm in a relationship and we're we're monogamous, fluid. Like sometimes when we're together, we'll do group stuff. But anyway, I um, he like just put his hand on my dick, and then I was like, so, I was like, sorry, no, but I didn't want to get him into trouble, and so I didn't want to be like ah, because obviously I I love the idea that cruising can exist, if that makes sense, because it's like the way a lot of gay people in the past and still 
find like touch and intimacy. You don't want to like shut it, like make him feel awful. Awful. And even want, you yeah. know you weren't interested. Isn't that so weird? Ooh, I'm like that. So when, sweet. when I go to saunas or public, if, like even if a guy is like touching me inappropriately, mm. I don't want to hurt their feelings yeah. ever. And I'm always like, mm. sometimes I'll be like, oh, go on, just rub it 10 times just so you can get what you want. <laughs> I get, I have such bad guilt complexes. Mm. I actually probably need to get better at this. Saying no. Because it's weird on on Grinder, especially. Like, if you've agreed to have sex with someone, yeah. you're like, okay, cool, come over, we'll do this. Yeah. You kind of sign the contract. They come over. Well, you feel obligated then to not. I feel like of... I've signed a digital contract. Oh, that's so interesting. And then if he rocks up and you feel like you've been catfished, well, you want to get like, out or, of it. Or I, he, I, he, I've not been catfished. They look exactly like their pictures, but for some reason, the, their three dimensionality and just the way they behave is not the same vibe. And then, like, I feel so guilty that I'm just like, really? Yeah, I oh. need to get better at this. But I know lo- most gay people I talk to. You know, I feel lucky always to be having sex. Yeah, weird, right? That's always, so interesting because, um, like, I feel like in the straight community, it's complete opposite. Like, we like sort what? of just, well, I don't know. It just, just sort of thrive on rejecting people. It's like our, like... Oh, no, gays do that too, but... Gays do that gays too. Gays do yeah. that. Yeah. Gays are horrible. I'm just trying to imagine if a girl, not, like, not grabbed gay, I mean, my tit in the toilet in the tube station. I mean, I'd probably, like, end up getting arrested. Yeah, it is, um... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's a but can of worms, that one. It is I think with gay it's people, because it's because po- we're aware of our sex being political. Okay. We mm. would never want to shame anyone or yeah. like. Yeah, that mm. makes sense. That makes sense. Bobby, what about you? Are you hot or not? Um, what for public sex? Yeah. Um, think of the field day that Babarazzi would have, girls. It'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I think for me personally, it's not something I. It's not something I've really ever. Been involved in, like, really, in terms of, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, Come on, Bobby, you have some blurry nights, are you sure? <laughs> I, I think it's one of them that I like the idea of. Right. And again, I think it all depends on the relationship you're in and your agreement and where yeah. you both are on that page and if you're, if you're willing to kind of do that. But moving on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Foreplay, what's your thoughts? Can we just discuss foreplay for a second? Because I'm still unclear as to like when foreplay ends. Yeah, is Isn't it everything but penetrative it... sex? Yeah, it's foreplay? everything before. Yeah, before. I think that it's. I feel like the definition between foreplay and sex being penetrative is like bad. Yeah, me too. Because like not all people love like, to have penetrative sex. Like, true. Do you know what I mean? So true. I, okay, so foreplay right. hot. We're all on hot. Well, Good I, chat, um, guys. I think we can safely say broken the ice there, guys. Yeah, so let's keep this segment moving. <laughs> and this week, so I did, so I did. We're talking about sexual identity and gender because our two guests are highly qualified on the subject. Yes, I am so excited about this episode as it can safely be said that the community is having its moment with them already being announced as the word of the decade. Visibility for the LGBTQ plus folk is getting more mainstream. So to kick things off and to give our listeners a better idea of what it means to be non-binary, can you kind of divulge a little bit sure okay so you know when you eat sushi yeah and i I definitely do and when you change the sushi you're eating if you're going from salmon to tuna you have a bit of ginger and it cleanses your palate yeah you know how it like makes it see i don't eat nothing out of the sea but continue mate i eat fish i don't i'm with you darling i'm a sushi girl but you know what i mean i'm all about the ginger the ginger basically yeah for me the they pronoun is kind of like a bit of ginger in that it's just a neutral starting point where you don't have to define one way or the other it's almost just like a for me it's like a timeout. yeah on gender well for me i don't feel like either i feel like i defined as he for 
till I was 24 or 25. Yeah. And I'm now 28. <clears throat> and um, I felt for the whole time growing up, like I was just failing at being a man. As in, I was like bullied by men. I was like gay. And I feel like, you know, I was like crap at football. I loved Celine Dion. It's all the like stereotypical like things yeah. that I was, I was doing masculinity wrong. I was too fat to be a man. I was too feminine to be a man, whatever. And then when I discovered non-binary and they, the they pronoun and started using it, I felt like I let all those things go. Like I forgave myself okay. and like I didn't, I was like, oh, hang on. I'm not all that, that thing that I felt like I failed at yeah. all this time. I'm like my own thing. Because we're all, I think the point about gender is like, there is no one conception of what being a woman is. And there it's is no true. one conception of what being a man is. So kind of, in a way, gender is, gender's, fake basically for me being raised as a man really ruined my childhood and really ruined really my life for a while mm. because it was all the shit that came all being the, in the middle failed, east yeah. all the ways i failed what my parents expected me to be as a man as a man and it's like yeah. if wow if we actually had looser gender categories yeah. then maybe that would have been a lot easier yeah i guess the question back to you guys is like when did when did anyone choose to be the gender that they are. No one actually ever made an active choice. Yeah. Right? You never chose... Like, I, I, I love it if you love being a woman. That's amazing. But when did anyone make a choice to do that? We're just told, right? Yeah. So what happens when you ask the next question, which is like, what do I really feel like? Right? Yeah, that's so... And I guess it's hard, you know, for someone that obviously... Like, so biologically a girl, oh. lo- I've always loved being a girl. Yeah. But then I feel like, stereotypically, in a lot of ways, I, like you say, I easily fell into the mm. girl category. Like, I haven't had the... I never had a point in my life where I was like, I don't feel like a girl, I don't yeah. look like a girl. But then so many girls and women do right. feel, mm. like, obviously yeah. rejected by, and you know, you... I'm not a typical woman, don't look like a typical but, woman, don't dress yeah. like a typical woman. I think, yeah. I think and it's it... hard for me to relate, but obviously... It's, but you could understand I that can get, yeah. Well, yeah. When you talk right? about it like this and you kind of like open like the sort of the box on it and you kind of put yourself yeah, in that mindset, box. it is inter- it's really interesting. It's like sexuality in a way, like because some people still to this day, I mean, it's shocking in 2020, they go, why would you choose to be gay? Well, I didn't decide one day that, that I was like, ever, got, I mean, it was never a choice. You should ask when they chose to be straight, I always say that. Yeah, back. when did you choose Cause to be straight? Because you've never chose to be whatever sexuality, you're born with a sexuality, I, I firmly believe that I was born gay. So, it's so the I get it like yeah, yeah for people to say when did you choose or why did you choose it we are what we are and mm. I think that's the fabric of life and that's the beautiful thing I mean I'm sure I'm not ticking as many boxes as, as some men would yeah. but even as a gay man it depends I, on who's I, list, I know I'm it? a man do you know yeah. what I mean you and I can't, like, but it depends yeah. on whose list and the question is who made the bloody list in the yeah, first place yeah that's like, exactly true you know but also the thing that you mentioned about like being like biologically yeah. a woman that's like a it's kind of really interesting at the moment in the debate a lot of transphobic people keep coming back to well you know every chromosome in your body is either xy or xx you really are just completely a man or completely a woman yeah. but actually i was speaking to a scientist on gender and race as mm. well and basically every there are some men who are men who feel like they're men who actually have far more estrogen than people who are biologically women. women and there are some women who have a lot more testosterone yeah. than so actually the biology argument is kind of a myth it's it's well it when you really break it down if everyone varies so much yeah. that you can't pin it to biology there are obviously some like reproductive rights and that kind of stuff but when it comes to gender it's much more social yeah yeah, yeah. 
And that's where I yeah. think the debate has got toxic because yeah, people totally. keep coming back down to, well, what are your genitals? Yeah, but I know, yeah. I've met some trans women who say, my penis is a woman. Yeah, iconic. They just say, like, I don't see it. Because why can't it be? That's the thing. I guess yeah. why can't it be, right? Well, is that, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love this I've chat. Had a... I could literally talk to you for hours. So, Amory, when I was reading my notes earlier, I mean, I have to say, I absolutely love the name. I hear that you refer to yourself as a professional unicorn. <laughs> Can you tell us what this means? Because, I mean, I love a unicorn. Um, yes, well, I've got a unicorn tattooed on me. <gasps> Shout um, out, Fabio. Yeah. Well, I love unicorns because I think that they are a real symbol of what being queer is because they're just an outsider. Yeah, they're like um, gay horses, I think. Yeah, because they look like horses. <laughs> yeah. But, but then they've got this massive horn on their head. And actually, really interestingly, in a lot of medieval imagery of unicorns, the horn is like a sort of a dunce that people can... You know, like in the Spanish Inquisition, they used to put um, these sort of cones on stupid people's heads and yeah. they would make fun of them. A lot of the unicorns are represented as being these like weird, stupid things that people are making fun of. So this horn kind of makes them this weird outsider. But then in a lot of other imagery, the horn makes it like this warrior. I mean, it can kill yeah. any horse because it's like... Maybe that's it's why got it's got a spiritually connected yeah. because there's must... queer people are like gorgeous, but it's like if you fuck with me, my horn will literally kill you. Yeah, and, and I've got a beautiful tail, which yeah. is generally rainbowed. Love right. that. So I think they are. I, I don't love the imageries of like the unicorn as like my little pony with. I love them as like tough. Yeah, because I just went automatically set the emoji unicorn yeah, so with like the purple. Mine is like, I love. Oh, so yeah, you're, you're, that's an amazing that's tattoo. Like he's wearing a BDSM. Okay, so yeah, wearing a BDSM. That's a different kind of unicorn. He's got spikes on his legs and everything. Yeah. You're not into the ones that kind of shit glitter. Well, if they are, but those are more for kids. <laughs> I like the unicorns that are just like, don't fuck with my queerness or I'll... That's what I feel about yeah, drag. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's a weapon. Yeah. Thank you. I just had to ask that question. Liv, have you got a question? I've got a question for Tom. Mm. Talking about drag and all that thing's wonderful. Mm. How do you think that's affected your relationships and dating? Or do you think it's not? Drag? Yeah. Does it directly affect it? I think back when I first started, I felt like it made it a lot harder. Like, Mm. there was a lot of conversations where, like, you would... It's not even just the drag, it's like the femininity thing as well. Okay. Like in there's a lot of like toxic masculinity and like the gay scene. And when I was like say on apps trying to like get a lay, yeah. I would like actively like remove parts of myself in order to do it. So like I used to wear wear super long acrylic nails mm. like all the time, nonstop, and they were like legendary. But um <laughs> I would find that really sort of embarrassing and often like not go if they were if they seem super mask. Because you felt like they would reject that right. side of you, and then like the more exactly, and then like the more and more, the like more and more sort of like realizations to quote Kylie Jenner, I've had. Um, yes, and Shan, I'm yes. just realizing. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Did she say that? Yes, she was just like having realizations. I'm just realizing so much stuff. Yeah, I'm realizing so much stuff. Yeah, to like to, I guess as I, you know, you grow up and you learn a bit more. I guess I just don't have sex with those people anymore. I'm in a relationship yeah. now, so it's slightly different. And and he's also a drag queen. But oh, that probably works amazingly. Yeah, but I do know a lot of people, and and for me too, I think it can affect your it does relationship with sex. It can affect the way people see you. Yeah, I'm they... single. I have to slowly I drip feed it to people I date. Like I when I have a photo on Tinder of me and drag, I just don't get that many matches. Mm. Yeah. Well, they feel like they've been emasculated many gay men because they're gay. Right. So they actually try even harder to fit the mold of masculinity. Yeah. Women can be misogynist. Gay men can be homophobic yeah, as well. Yeah. Is also as well like this might sound really, this might sound stupid as I say it anyway. 
as a gay man, obviously, attracted to men. And then, obviously, when you're in drag, you look like a woman. Right. And then it's that, like, why it's a turn-off for some gay men, because they want you to look like, because they fancy guys, and you look like a guy when you're in drag. I mean, or is that... I've had someone say that to me. Yeah, yeah. It's not necessarily just drag. It's, like, it's about femininity. And right. it's basically what Amory was saying. So, yeah. But I also know a lot of people who, like, get their life and, like, and like get people and have only have sex in drag. I won't say names because I'm not sure if they're public about it. But like, so I don't know. This leads us on perfectly to the next section, and it this really. is our drag quiz, right? Love so it. let's mix it up. Let's change it. Let's have it. As I say, it, it's quiz time. Let's are you ready? It. Are you ready for it? I want yes. it. Let's have it. I want so, it. So, Bob, you have a list of words, and we're going to see if we can work out what they mean. You Punch. hit us with the words because you might know them, Bob. So you right. can't take part. So we've all got a drag mother. Oh, okay. I think I think Liv should go first and try yeah. and guess. Well, it sounds in the title of it. Is it like if you have? A group of drag queens that the sort of like the queen bee. Yeah, kind of the one that. T- <laughs> oh, of, am I right? Yeah, it's a lot of teaching. So like, so she's if like I was your drag mother, I would like take you under my wing. I'd like teach tell you, you, teach you how to talk. Teach, or you, not that you need to, but maybe you would. Oh, I'd like teach wow. you how to do your face, all this stuff. So it's like you almost like impart your motherly knowledge onto your children, right? Love, oh my god, I got it. Love right. that. Yeah, well done, Liv. Smashing it, babes. Next. So yeah, drag mother equals top bitch, basically. <laughs> Next one, <laughs> gag. Oh, gag is basically we don't actually say it that much. It's much more American and actual and really popular in RuPaul. But it's sort of like, oh my god, you look incredible. Gag. If I came in in like a full gown, it's literally like, oh, you're like oh. gagged. You're like oh. speechless. <laughs> I, you love it. I could be yeah. like, okay, the most gag thing just happened. Yeah. I was singing my song and that bitch took my line. Yeah, gag. I was gagged to the fuck. Okay, the thing got about it. a lot of these words is they can like be used in those of context. Like, right. you know, it can be like what like I was gagged or like but it all means the same thing like oh my god the most gag thing just happened I just won a million pounds woo or like I just bought the most gag feather yeah (laughs) all gag I'm gonna use it like oh my god I'm gonna take these words you can use an insult like do you think you look gag like yeah you don't look that you're not gagged by you right um, tuck. I mean, I think. Oh, well, I'm going to say it's when you tuck your bits, tuck yeah. your willy, tuck whatever you've got. Balls go into this sort of pocket that's actually already in there. So you push them up, which in is, I think, an evolution. Your body. Yeah. yeah. Is that uncomfortable? No, no. it's like they were evolutionary you know designed by God to be though, there. When they come out, it feels like when they when you like untuck and your balls like drop down, it's like it feels like that. Then like being born again. Yeah, and literally you, reborn. And then you put your penis in between your. So you fuck yourself. Where it goes up, like, so where your Gucci is. Yeah, where your Gucci is. Between your butt cheeks. And then tape it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure, I have never had, like, a sperm test, and I probably am impotent. Yeah, Yeah, do you think it, like, it's choking off the blood supply a little bit? It's got to be, Well, I don't talk anymore. Do you not? You just let it hang loose? No, well, I like twigs. I don't, I don't, I let it hang loose. Yeah, I do, I'm only nude when I do drag. Those panties I wear are so, so scary. I just don't want to give. I've got big arrogance. We have got to be gagging. Okay. Bye, Felicia. Well, I say that all the time. Just like, it's just like, bye, bitch. Like, yeah, it's bye, bitch. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just the basic. I don't use it. Where like, does it come from? Just sass, isn't it? You no, know, like, I actually don't know. I feel like it's a movie, but maybe I'm right. I've used it on so many Instagram captions that have nothing, like, just me looking nice. I'll be like, bye, Felicia. Bye, <laughs> It basically means just, yeah. it's like, I'm better than you, bye, An Felicia. expression to dismiss someone. Yeah. The person shows the irrelevant and annoying. There you go. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. Oh, on that <laughs> note, let's wave bye to Felicia and this segment. 
we are at Instagram questions part, which is the final part, my favourite part. And this is a bit where our listeners, they get involved um, on the Lalo's Instagram account and they message us questions every week. And I mean, we get so many that we struggle to kind of pick the best one. But this week, to round up the episode, we thought, let's let's go with Sank on, on point and on topic. So this is this week's. I feel like you guys are going to be great at answering this question. I identify as queer and am looking to venture out on the dating scene. Do you have any advice on how to navigate putting myself out there? Oh, okay. Well, I'm single at the moment. And what I have learned is to be upfront about who you are without apology from the start. Because when I've not done that, let's say I've not put a photo where I've got makeup on or they... It almost you feel like you're convincing them to love you and you're accident you know, you just sort of drip feed stuff. So I'm just very like upfront with who I am on all the apps so that I know when I get a match they're already up for it or so like when I was dating that guy recently it did end with but he was just following me on Instagram saw that I was and I had no insecurities that Mm. I could like there was nothing like you weren't like living a fake Twitter Instagram lie yeah. that then you had to reveal. Yeah. He knew what he was like, yeah. who you are yeah. in the beginning. And he, and he just actually thought it was really hot and cool. Love that. I would say that. Definitely. I think that's probably number one. And then number two, I would say be kind because I think like the gay scene can be really, the queer scene and the gay scene can be like really scary and you Amen. can feel really lonely, but you can also find the best people ever there too. So I would say like, kindness is key to find like a proper connection i think it's really important yeah kindness is just the most important thing and uh, everyone in life is on their own journey and you know what i just think if everyone was that little bit kinder and nicer to each Mm. other both in in life and on social media the world would be a better place without sounding like miss weldy do you know what i mean but um i just think yeah go out there do you don't be apologetic for who you are we are what we are and everyone deserves love and happiness so i hope you find it and get in touch and let us know how you get on so remember guys you can get in touch with your sex questions by messaging us over at the lalo instagram which is at lalo underscore official and we will do our best to answer them every week now, I hate to say it, thank you so much, but this is the end of this episode. A big thank you to Tom and Amru, or more. I was going to say, honestly, <laughs> I felt like I came into this podcast like a dry little sponge, and now I'm wet and like heavy with love. information oh. and knowledge. Uh, I love it. Oh, it was You're giving us wisdom. Like, I love guys it. Are so I'm nice. soaked up this all the good. goodness. This is good, really fun oh. podcast. Guys, can you tell our listeners where they can find you, like your Instagram handles or wherever you would want to be found, mm. Twitter handles, whatever you've got? All my socials on Twitter and Instagram are at Glamru, which is G-L-A-M-R-O-U. Yeah, and you can find me, again, everywhere, at Tom Glitter, or you can find me on Pornhub at Busty Babe. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. There is a Busty Babe who people are now going to think it's well, She's going to get loads of like, followers. She's going to absolutely be living her best life. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much for being so open and honest. What an episode. If you love this episode as much as we did, please share your thoughts by leaving a review. And if you'd like to receive weekly instalments of Sex and Pleasure, I mean, who doesn't, hit the subscribe button. This episode was brought to you by Lalo. They have the best-selling sex toys in the world for a reason. So we'd really recommend that you check out their vibe by heading to Lalo.com. For all their sex advice and how best to use their toys, make sure you also sign up to their newsletter, which is over in the show notes. Until next time, guys. 